Good afternoon. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Welcome to the MagnaWave Office Hours. Come to you every Tuesday, well, mostly every Tuesday, to answer your questions, whatever they may be about PEMF, MagnaWave, training, protocols, whatever it may be, we're here to answer your questions. So we want to uh, have some good time together and, uh, and get some questions answered. We appreciate that. If you'd like to talk with me live, you can text your name and question to 502-414-3436. Uh, if you'll do that, we can have a conversation about whatever it is you'd like to discuss. We can often go a lot deeper in those conversations than we do if, if, I, if you post something in the chat box and I just answer it uh, off the top of my shoulders. Uh, so there we have it. Um, let's see. Um, let's see if we got some questions here. Again, send me a text, 502-414-3436, and we'd be happy to, uh, to visit with you. All right. Also, if you get a chance, share this with your friends so they can come on with us and ask their questions, whatever they may want to discuss at that point in time. We do have some comments this morning. Uh, Northern Lights is with me, with us. Leslie is with us this morning. Hazel's with us on CastBox. Good morning and welcome to the folks on CastBox as well. Uh, we're always glad to have them uh, with it with us. So let's have a look here and see what kind of questions that may be there. Um, has anyone treated a dog with sterile nodular panicolitis? And sterile nodular panicolitis is little inflammation under the skin, uh, more often in dachshunds and uh, Weimaraners kind of suffer from this type of thing, uh, where they get some pus and, and swelling uh, little nodules under the skin. A lot of time it's not uncomfortable, it's just, not, it's just unsightly and people uh, uh, don't want to see it there. I can tell you that over the years, uh, people who have used MagnaWave on their dogs and animals with some tumors have seen good reduction. So there's no reason that uh, something like this, use it, utilizing MagnaWave to treat these animals. There are medications that are available. If there's just one or two of them, sometimes they surgically remove them. But if there's a lot of them, too many to be surgically removed, and there are some various medications that they uh, recommend. Uh, certainly using something like MagnaWave to help the uh, blood flow in the area and reduce the inflammation could be of benefit. So that's something to, to think about there. It's, it's not a common type of uh, issue. So uh, a lot of people have never heard of it and experienced it, but that's, uh, that's the case there. Let's have a look and see if there might be something else. Um, a person asked a question, uh, Gabrielle asked a question about joint fusing. Is there a protocol for relieving discomfort associated with joint fusing? Has a six-year-old quarter horse who is a bit stiff in her hind right. The vet believes it to be joint fusing, but since this is an emergency, I will wait to get an appointment after the holidays. Has anyone had experience with fusing? Well, uh, PEMF has been used to help non-union fractures heal. Uh, in, a, in fact, there is a device FDA approved specifically for non-union fractures now fusing it. But if it, if it can enhance that whole thing, then again, the good blood flow, oxygenation could be a benefit to re certainly to relieve the pain associated with that uh, as it's going on. So I would think that would be beneficial. What the treatment protocol would be, uh, I would treat regularly. I treat as often as possible. I mean, maybe if you if you have a machine, you might treat it twice a day. If you don't, 
once or twice a week, I would recommend maybe treating three or four or five days in a row and then maybe treating once a week, see how the comfort level goes. If the comfort begins to become an issue again, then treat. But if, the, if you treat the horse five or six days in a row and then you wait a week and treat it again and it, everything seems to be going okay, then that would be appropriate. As we've often pointed out, we treat as long as function continues to improve and then we treat as often as necessary to maintain the function that we received. Now, in a fusing situation, certainly the fusing will be complete and everything uh, will be good. And so that would be the way to look at that. So great question. And uh, some folks have asked. Again, if you have a question, simply put it in the uh, chat box on YouTube or Facebook and it will come up and I will be able to uh, to answer it. Hey, John, thank you. I got your email and forwarded it on along. We're going to have a look at that and get you some response. Sarah's with us this morning. Kim is with us. Linnea uh, is with us this morning and Rob's with us also. So if you folks have a question, simply put it in the, in the chat box and I'll be happy to have a look at it and uh, try to get it answered for you. Or as I've asked uh, in the past, share this with your friends. We know that we don't think, let me go over here to banners turn that off today. We're having some uh, technical issues with being able, so I'm doing a little bit of what Tony normally does. And uh, so there you have that. Let's turn that off. Come back and put my phone number in if you'd like to visit with me. 502-414-3436. And uh, we'll be happy to uh, answer your questions, whatever they may be. Okay, let's see. Tracy's with us this morning. Katie's with us. Angie's with us this morning. So great. I'm glad you folks are here from uh, Katie from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, Minnesota. And uh, no other questions in there at this point. So I'd like to uh, have some questions if you got them. Let me come over here and see. Uh, personal cold, per, my personal yearling cold uh, ripped open the skin over his fat lock joint. Got it stitched up by the vet and he's on stall rest. It's super swollen. He was, I was thinking I would magna wave up to his hip, up in his hip area to get the blood moving through the leg. What would you all do? Well, certainly to magna wave in the hip area that it's the good blood and the good flow is going to go down into the leg. But if there is no bleeding, if that's contained on the area of energy of injury, then you can certainly go and treat that area. Use the butterfly loop uh, right over it. Use the large loop maybe wrapped around the leg to get the uh, get the area well and treat it moderately, treat it comfortably and uh, go for it. And I treat it in, in that type of situation. I would certainly try to do it for the first few days, twice a day, if possible. Give yourself four or five hours in between treatments. But that's how I would would approach that. If you don't have access, that type of access to a device and you're going to do it once a week, I would do that. Or I would do it twice a week, the first couple of weeks, and then do it maybe once a week after that until it's healed to where you want it. But treating right on that area where the inflammation is as a result uh, of the injury, but you can uh, again, go right to the area if there is no active bleeding, but it's also very good. Your point, your question was very good to treat the torso because where's that good oxygenated, well-flowing blood going to go. It's going to go down the legs into the feet of the horse. And again, allow the, the animal to be in a better position to heal itself. We just want to provide good positive energy in the form of magnetic fields uh, to the animal. Um, 
let's see, can't see any information or looking for information with regard to kidney infections. You know, that's a hard one and that's your veterinarian. You need to talk to your veterinarian when you have those types of questions, uh, talking about kidney issues and so forth and uh, what can be done. Uh, certainly, uh, good blood flow is is beneficial to those types of situations, good oxygenated blood. And we don't, we, you know, and there's been a lot of talk on blood oxygenation and how that, how that occurs. We really don't increase the oxygen level to, there, there is some oxygen level uh, documentation that we can increase the oxygen uh, in the, help the uptake of oxygen into the blood cells. Basically what we do is we make the blood uh, membrane, the blood cell membrane, more permeable uh, just by the energy that we provide, allowing it to have better uptake of the oxygen that is available. Now there's folks out there that have made claims that, that improves oxygenation by 200%. I have never been able to find that. Years ago, I uh, saw that type of information. A lot of folks had it on their website. I had it on our website for a period of time, decided I wanna find this. I wanna find the documentation, find the science that supports that was not able to find it and uh, looked and looked and maybe somebody has figured that out. But uh, there is, there are some studies that show that uh, with the application of PEMF, the blood oxygen can be a little improved. Uh, certainly not, I don't think to that level, but you can see maybe 10, 20, 30% improvement. Uh, in, in many cases, if you look for the studies there, actually, if it was just 10%, that would be a good improvement. That would be an improvement over what was there to begin with. So there you have it. Uh, that would be something uh, uh, to certainly have a look at. Another question, has anyone had success with helping unclog salivary glands? And again, if you, it, it's kind of like anything else. If you massaged an area or you, took, you worked it from that perspective, can there be some benefit? Can there be benefit to a good blood flow to the area? Again, good oxygenation to the area of the blood. And there's been folks that have seen that. People that have trouble tearing have been able to see their tear ducts uh, massaged. Just as, as if, if you're talking talking about uh, working on the sinuses um, of an animal that's uh, stressed. And you, you, you see some improvement there simply by pulsing the area, getting things going in the area. So um, some of the responses from the people that are on the, uh, on the page saw that uh, there is some improvement. People have had good results with that. Uh, how often would you bag to wave a hoof with a possible abscess? That's one, <clears throat> specifically, you would do it as much as you can. Uh, quite often, folks have, have seen abscesses uh, relieved uh, after just one or two treatments. Now, you put the, put the paddle or you put the butterfly or the large loop around the area, and you put it as high as the horse will tolerate, and we've seen some wonderful results uh, pulling abscesses more rapidly than waiting uh, for them to, to come out or be whatever on their own. And so, yes, uh, I would do it once or twice a day. And uh, as you know, for 10, 15 minutes per treatment and on a higher setting, and hopefully you get a very quick, quick uh, result that you're potentially looking for. Um, to do it, you, you could do it once and then stop and do it a week later, but, or, you know, four or five, but again, it's best to do it as often as possible. Uh, and when you have that type of situation that you think could be there, unless you're specifically known and the vet's cleared and told you what's, what's going on um, in those types of situations. 
Close friend has a horse on stall rest, cartilage, buildup of the bone, daily 15-minute hand walking prescribes. Sound at walk, trot, and lope, but flexes dead lame. Treatment recommendations. Treat it. Uh, I would just help that animal feel better and help the blood flow, uh, the, what we can do to improve the blood flow in the animal, and that can, again, set the animal up so there can better be better heal itself, and that would certainly be... Um, uh, situation there. Treat it. Treat it as often as you can. And I'm not trying to say you got to treat every horse every day. No. But in a, in a situation like that, that you got a, got something going on, certainly a few more treatments would be uh, beneficial as you're beginning the, uh, the process of allowing the horse or helping the horse uh, heal itself. Uh, some people have re re suggested good nutritional su supplements and uh, so forth. Now, here's another question. A client of mine used to be an MRI tech. Uh, this info question is from her. MRI technicians learn in school that there is short-term memory loss with pro prolonged exposure to the magnet. Is this possible using your machines? Well, in an MRI machine, it is a magnet. And, and so you're dealing with the pull of the magnet and you're dealing with tremendous amount of gauss that they're delivering uh, from those magnets. And I've never verified that that's what they talk about uh, with prolonged exposure to that type of, but I know that it's, you know, certainly something to, uh, to think about. With our device, a very short, quick bursts of energy, nanosecond bursts of energy. So, and we do not create a magnetic pull or a magnetic effect, if you will. We produce a magnetic field that, that penetrates into the body. The, the actual pulling of a magnet is not there. The exposure time, and I've said this many times, so if, you knew, if you've heard this question before, you'll know what I'm going to say, but the, the situation is that it would take hours. Some, some numbers have been as high as 17 hours. If you took the coil, put it on your shoulder, and turned the machine on and ran it for 17 hours, continual, you're going to get a basic exposure of one second that you receive from your cell phone or your computer screen, or your TV, or your microwave, or the, those types of devices that are putting off exposure continual. And that's the difference. The MRI is a continual flow of the magnetic pulling field of the magnetic uh, device. We are not that. And so that's not the kind of situation uh, that we have. Now, you know, there's been times my wife probably looked at me and says, well, you've lost your mind since you've been doing this, but that's not nothing to do with, with my exposure to the, uh, to the device. So uh, nanosecond bursts of energy. Let's see. Another question is anyone use the LZR during a pregnancy? And, you know, that's the kind of thing if you're doing your feet, ankles, shoulder, you, you certainly don't want to be again in the area of the fetus talk to your doctor if you've got something going on that you want to use the LZR far to relieve some neck pain or some upper back pain that you're having. Uh, clear that with your doctor and, and proceed. A lot of people use the LZR for a, a depression or for anxiety. So if you're experiencing some of that where they put it uh, as Dr. Turchin and Dr. Randy pointed out to me, you take the LZR and you put it on your forehead for 15 to 20 seconds and then you put it over each ear for the same 15 or 20 seconds to get the receptors in the ear. You don't want going through hair. So if you have longer hair, you want to move the hair out of the way of, of your ear and approach. It will refract and go through and the bone to put light and, and 
energy into the the area and a lot of people that uh, as i say suffer from ptsd and various anxiety type situations see some very pleasant uh results with utilizing the lzr for that type situation but we with again with regard to to pregnancy it'd be something that you would talk about uh with your doctor and how you're going to use it and where you're going to use it okay um, let's see anything else. Let me come over here, come back over here to see. Okay. Um, my first grandchild arrived prematurely by cesarean. My daughter is still suffering from her preeclampsia, high blood pressure five weeks later. Can MagnaWave help? Well, sir, Melinda, you want to certainly talk with, with the doctor and if they want to, since you're using this for your horses and, and how you're using the, or your animals, uh, that type of thing. There have been many people that have used uh, PMF devices and received pleasant results with what they're looking for. And so I would, I would certainly uh, talk and, and maybe vis visit some of the uh, earlier webinars that Elaine did on uh, recovery from pregnancy and after after delivery, those types of things. So I, I'd have a look at that. Um, I, I know MagnaWaves are always looking at new therapies that work. Have you looked into hydrogen in, inhalation? Um, well, you know, there with the Vivify Clinic, we've just opened our first Vivify Clinic, and we are we do have several complementary modalities uh, in the clinic. We have the float tank, the infrared, uh, far infrared sauna with red light therapy. We have the cryo chamber. We have the handheld cryo for sculpting and for uh, pr approaching just specific areas on the body. We have the compression therapy. Uh, I slipped last night, and I think I pulled another MCL. Uh, in my in my knee, and so I'm going to go out this afternoon. I've been magna waving regularly this morning and uh, last night when I did it, when I slipped, and uh, I'm going to go out this afternoon and get a direct uh, handheld cryo treatment to it and use the Normatec compression devices. With that said, uh, we have discussed, I've been in a couple of discussions where we're talking about the hydrogen usage and so, so forth, so uh, it would be something that we are probably looking at, and it would be something that people could could do some research. Okay, uh, Jim's with us from Colorado. Uh, Kat, Katie's uh, talking to where someone's located in Wisconsin. Uh, Heather asks a correct a question, animal calibrated device. Well, uh, Heather, the what we're doing is producing a magnetic field that penetrates the body. It penetrates the muscle, the tendon, the cartilage, the nerve, everything going on there, the soft tissue. Uh, there's not a specific calibration just for an animal. Uh, the, the, basically the tissue is muscle tissue. The blood is the same, you know, there is, you know, the same as what, humans have and so forth. So it's not specifically calibrated. Now you can set the device for various, as we use the term frequency, meaning how fast it is clicking. So if you want a higher frequency, you want it to click faster, which means it's a little lower power. If you want a lower frequency, you'll have it click slower. So it, it's a little stronger in the signal delivery. So it's just the opposite of what some people talk about. But frequency is to us is the speed with which the device is clicking or firing, uh, delivering the signal any, any ways that you want to say that. But the calibration basically is that is the comfort 
we always talk about comfort being the key to the animal that that you're that you're working with and specifically that's that's what we talk about today on these on these programs in the MagnaWave office hours is we're talking about the the animal side of the house and uh, if you choose to take that and learn how you might utilize it in other fashions uh, that's you know you can that's your thoughts and, and how you may feel but it is it is a it's a calibrated device in that it needs to be the, the electrodes need to be a specific distance to operate correctly and then they separate to have more power the spark jumps further on the digital devices, the computer chip devices, that's all controlled via chip and, and a computer, and which creates the same type of signal. It feels a little different because it is a digital signal. The signal on the analog machines or the spark chamber machines sometimes is a little sharper, if you will. And if you look at the signal, it comes up to a point and goes back down and it's a point. When you look at the signal on a digital device, it goes up the same way and comes down, but it's a little softer at the top. And so you're, you're able actually with the digital devices sometime to supply more energy because it's more comfortable. And comfort is always the key uh, when we're talking about the animals and, and what, we're, what we're working on. So Heather, I hope that uh, helps with your, uh, with your question. Uh, does John ask the question, does the MagnaWave increase protein synthesis by 500% or some extent? If so, would it be power related, i.e. higher power, higher increase? Well, basis, basically, John, it's been discussed that it does improve the metabolization uh, of medications that are delivered. And so you, you can see that. Can that be increased? Um, I, I don't know that the higher power would make it any more. I think that the, if the result that the that the energy has on the blood flow and what's going on and how the proteins are, are accepted into the body, into the bloodstream, into the cells, how it, it uh, certainly, if you're dealing with a, a large animal, uh, then you want to go a little deeper into the animal, the higher power devices or the higher power is going to, going to do that. But on a, on a surface type of thing, when we're talking about uh, blood flow through the legs and, and so forth. The, dis, the, the penetration is not as deep or, or not as required to be as deep to have the influence on the, uh, on the, on the proteins. And so to percentage, I, I don't know. I can't, uh, we can look into that. Uh, if Emily make a note, we can do some research on that area and see what type of increased and improved uh, protein uh, synthesis that you would receive. Uh, let's see, got some new comments. Let me come down. Um, Kelly's in Florida. Uh, Susan's from Minneapolis. Thank you. Good morning from Chicago. Sandy's with us. Do you know if there is a digital machine in the making that will have the power between the Semi-10 and the Maya? Yes. Um, so that's that's certainly uh, uh, the Maya is out there and the Semi 10 is certainly uh, uh, there and coming or get deliveries are beginning as we speak. And uh, I know some people ordered early and they've been waiting for them very patiently and the deliveries are beginning. Um, there there is a digital machine in the making to be uh, stronger than the Semi 10. Uh, time frame for that. Um, I can't really put a handle on that, but I would say probably within the next eight to 12 months. Uh, but, you know, certainly the Maya is available and the, the other devices in those lines. And uh, so to get down that road. Great question, Sandy. Thank you. Uh, let's see. No other questions. 
uh, if you're in the little, oh, check out our wellness clinic, Vivify Club. It's really exciting to uh, see the Vivify Club uh, coming along. And, and as you as practitioners in your animal practice and, and what you're doing, uh, we're going to be, we'll be talking to you through the, the marketing programs and so forth. How, if you choose to participate in that type of type of activity and benefit from the marketing that we will do on the Vivify Club area, and uh, we'll bring you more information on that. And it, it is a club because when you join a club, there are things that you can talk about, things that you can do because you've become a member, and you can approach it from from that perspective. Um, Let's see. Any success using MagnaWay for reducing size or eliminating canine lipomas? Um, well, we, we've had situations, as I've discussed, where some of the veterinarians who do work on various tumors and diplomas and, and that type of thing to where they've experienced some, some good reduction. Dr. Marty has talked about that. You might want to go back and see some of his talks from MagnaCon, which are available to you. And he does discuss those types of, of situations. And it, it's, um, you know, it, it's a neat situation because it does go after inflammation. It does go after sweat, you know, inflammation, swelling, you know, same type of situation there, same thing, just different, different terminology. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bailey's Harbor. Hello from Iowa. Let's see. Yep. Okay. Uh, no other questions. Let's see. Okay. I'm currently using MagnaWave on an older dog with, a, with what appears to be degenerative maleopathy. How often would you recommend treatment for a dog which struggles to stand up? Well, I'd go back to what I was talking about earlier, and this is a pretty normal routine. I would treat the first four or five days in a row and then treat as often as necessary if you get some of the results you're looking for. Going back to Dr. Marty, uh, we had a dog, a, a world champion dachshund that hurt its back. And when we saw that, when I first met Marty, we were at a conference, a University of Tennessee conference, but we were in uh, Boston, uh, the week after the marathon and the bombing, but we were there and we were talking and this woman had this dachshund that was a world champion and, but it was dragging its hind legs around. We treated the, the dog twice in an hour period of time, which normally we like to go a little longer, but between treatments. But in this case, the way the day was unfolding, we treated the animal, the little dog, uh, twice in about an hour period of time. And that night, the dog was jumping on and off the bed, which he had not done in ages. And he was actually walking normally, uh, did not have his strength and everything built back and, re and recouped, if you will. But that's, that's what we experienced. And so you, if you have those types of situations, treat them. And I would treat it and, you know, regularly. Uh, if you only have a chance that you can treat it once a week, treat it once a week. Uh, the energy to the body uh, for an animal like that is not a bad thing. And so if you can get it in there and maybe you'll see some of the result that you're looking for immediately. And then the following week, perhaps it'll do better. And, and we have that. We experience that situation with, with animals. The more you do it, the longer the result lasts. Uh, so maybe when you first started treating your horse, you treated it three times a week, every week. And then we had that in the beginning. I, when this, when this started working, I'd go to the horse shows or to the race 
racetrack and they'd say, okay, the horse show starts. We're going to start competition on Wednesday through Sunday. I want you there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then maybe on Sunday, even if we got a Grand Prix or something like that going on. But once they got used to us and once we got a handle on what was going on, they learned that this particular animal needed to be treated once a week and maybe twice a week during the competitive week of competition. Uh, some other animals need to be treated every day of the competition. Some of them may be treated once on Wednesday, if that's when the show starts, for the week and then maybe Monday and Tuesday during their down period to recover, to to recoup and, and, and feel better so they can go into the next week. So every animal is different. And so you learn to treat them. Uh, and we used to do this a lot. We'd, we'd go in, in race, racing horses we talk about, uh, uh, they, do, they call it a breeze, where, they at, where the horses perform at race speeds with another horse or two. And so they can judge how the horse is gonna do in competition at racing pace. And, and so we've learned sometimes we treat those horses before they go and maybe one would be wonderful and the other one, ah, I'm a little, I don't, you know, you just took a little of the edge off. Whereas if we treated that horse the day before the breeze, he would go breeze like a champion and, uh, or like a, the big winner and that type of thing. So every horse was different. And so we would go through the barn and we do tests basically to see how the horses would respond and when was the best time to treat them. So they got the response or they got the results that they were looking for when it came to the performance of the animal or how the animal performed on the racetrack. They're all different. And, and so that's, that's what I would recommend. So I'd recommend treatment for the dog with the myopathy to at least once or twice a week. And uh, as often as possible would be what I'd recommend initially, five, six, seven days in a row, and then back off every other day, and then back off every third day, then back off once a week. And as long as everything's staying the way you want it, you're good. You may get to the point that you don't have to treat that animal at all until maybe something happens or it goes and competes and strains itself a little bit. And now we come back and do it again or something begins to show up. Um, is it okay to magnawave someone or, or with neuropathy. Again, those are questions uh, for the doctor that's involved with that. And, and uh, uh, there are some testimonials. If you go look at the MagnaWave site and go to the, go to the MagnaWave uh, research in, in MagnaWave International Education and Research group page on uh, Facebook and ask those questions and you'll find some testimonials and people that have utilized the therapy doing uh, various and sundry uh, Proceed, not procedures, but various and sundry uses and, and can go there. We are really on this program talking about the animal aspect of what is happening and how the device affects the overall uh, ability of the body and how it affects the body to be healthy and to be in a good state so it can better heal itself from all types of uh, situations that, that we're dealing with. Um, let's see, Becky's saying hello. Uh, let's see. Karen said, thank you. Uh, you're welcome, Karen. Not a problem. So uh, again, if you have any questions, simply put it in the chat box and I'd be happy to uh, answer for you. Let's see if we've had anybody. Uh, to, nope. No one is. No one wants to talk to me per, straight up. That's the way it goes sometimes. So if you got some questions, I'll answer them. If, if you don't, we'll wrap it up and uh, let everybody get about their business and have a great week. Boy, Labor Day weekend, it was the weather here in Kentucky was outstanding. I mean, it was just beautiful. Uh, 
good time, you know, good time to swim a little bit. And if you're on the water to be on the water and it's just, just lovely, great weather. Today is nice here in Kentucky. So I hope you had a great uh, Labor Day and holiday weekend uh, as you uh, enjoyed yourself and, and uh, celebrated, celebrated Labor Day. So it was, uh, it was a great time. We were excited very much about that. Okay, let's see here if anybody else has any questions. Whoa, Angie asked a question. Let's see. Uh, hello, Suzanne from Southern California. Uh, let's see. I was just uh, just diagnosed with cellulitis in the, in the leg. Would MagnaWave help? And if so, how often? Uh, well, I would say uh, I've seen treated animals with cellulitis and you treat them as often as necessary, but again, you want it, to, it's whatever is causing it. So you want to be able to see, have an understanding, maybe a conversation uh, with the doc would be good, but understand where it is and will the good blood flow and good oxygen and the, the presentation of the energy to the area could it be beneficial? Most certainly. And, and uh, as we want to do that. And so I would certainly have a, have a look at that. Um, got a young man being treated, had hip surgery a couple of years ago and did good after surgery. Then he started sitting and lost feeling in the lower half. Started treating him two or three days a week and he started feeling back. Started coming to in at a shuffle, now walking with his feet off the ground. Do you have any other ideas to help him get to get more feeling back, keep going. We, we've talked about that. You treat as long as function continues to improve, and then you treat as, as often as necessary to maintain that function. Um, you, you know, and we always talk about, and you wanna make sure uh, that when you're doing this uh, with your animals or what, what you're treating is that you uh, change the intensities, change the coils, so the body does not become uh, used to it because that can happen. You can be treating uh, the animal at the same setting with the same coil at the same location day in and day out. Sooner or later, the animal is going to say, hey, uh, I don't need this. I'll just kind of slough it off. And then all of a sudden they may start reverting, going back a little bit. And, and so it's very important to change the intensities, change the, the coils. Now, you don't need to do this through every treatment. And, you, you you know, today treat at this intensity, use this coil. Tomorrow, maybe use a different coil. Or next week, use a different coil. If you're treating once a week, uh, it's not nearly uh, as important because there's there's plenty of time between treatments that all of a sudden this treatment is, oh, I'm getting this treatment and isn't this great? So that's more, more uh, it, it's not that much of a situation there. But you still don't want to do it the same intensity, same location, same attachment every time. Uh, when you get a back rub, when someone's massaging your back and they're, they're doing their thumbs, now they're using all their hands, maybe they'll, they'll scratch your back a little bit. You get the sensation, you're getting the change, and it just helps everything feel better and make you better, better respond to, to what's going on. And we're doing the same type of thing. We just want to kind of change it up to keep it fresh and keep uh, everybody uh, feeling better. Um, I have a... And, I have a question about PEMF and COVID. You know, it, COVID is something that we, we really can't discuss. I mean, we don't want to, you know, we, we are certainly not uh, approved to be used with COVID for COVID treatments or anything like that. We're, we're talking again on this page with regard to, to animals 
and, and what goes on. But if you have a situation where we do it all the time on a horse's neck where they've had an injection or the other hip and they get some inflammation or they get some pain around the point of injection to, to, uh, to treat it and take away that, that irritation from the injection in, in the neck of, of the horse or whatever, uh, makes perfect sense to think about relieving that and, uh, and, and helping things uh, feel better. Uh, with with the animal. So I uh, hope that helps. Suzanne Terry asked, does MagnaWave help varicose veins and what are the recommendations? Again, uh, that is a situation to uh, discuss with, with the doc. I go do some, uh, do a Google on that, PEMF and, and uh, veins, or maybe a study that's been done uh, over the years. A lot of studies have been done. And uh, again, if it's going to help blood flow in the area, then you can you can discuss that. But there may be some studies out there that you can uh, uh, go to PubMed and have a look and search PEMF, uh, PubMed, and varicose, and maybe you'll get the answer uh, that you're looking for. Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, okay, let's see. No other questions coming up. We've been here about uh, 40 minutes. Oh, got another one. Let's see what we have here. Um, uh, there's Becky's talking about the LZR for particular uses. So if you guys are in the chat box, that's uh, you can have a look at that and uh, go forward. So you know it. it we we and I I want to just cover this again. People ask a lot of questions when it comes to PMF and MagnaWave and various things. Um, John says, "Have I missed?" That's where I'm going, John. John says, "Have I missed something?" Sounds like we can't discuss human much anymore. Well, what we're, John, what's happening is there are some folks, there are a couple of companies uh, that were making some claims um, and, and they've been called out by the FDA. And so we really can't discuss some things uh, that we perhaps would like to discuss that uh, could be discussed at, at one point in time, but there's the FDA is there and, uh, and, and there are other, other folks are there. So we're really trying to make sure we're doing it right. We want to, to not cross any areas that we should not be crossing and uh, based on where we are. Now, as we go further along with the devices and, and, and gain FDA registration, we have FDA registration on our device now. We, have, we are working on having some devices uh, FDA cleared. It takes time and we're working to do that. We're certainly uh, working to have all of our devices safety tested, and uh, which means they can be exported. They can be qualified for other countries' usage. And uh, John, you and I have discussed that a lot. And But it's just a situation that as, as we sit back and look at it and we sit back and see what uh, what has been said to some other companies? We don't want to get find ourselves in those types of situations. We know that that uh, most a lot of human devices started as veterinary devices. A lot of human things that are used, uh, drugs, supplements, devices. Uh, protocols have been used in the veterinary space, and then as they grow and they get perfected, they go to the human space in a very similar manner. So uh, our choice today is to try to focus on the uh, veterinary aspect of the usage and, and how it goes. So John, you really, you, you, you really haven't missed anything. It's just there's, some, there's a lot more out there. And, and I've said this before, when I, when I started 
with these devices. There were just a few devices, and I always talk about east of the Mississippi River. There were, you know, there, it had been around and, and it was being used in a lot of chiropractic offices and acupuncturists and on various performance horse areas and so forth, but it really hadn't started to go. There were just a few devices, as I say, east of the Mississippi River. Today, there's devices all over the country. There used to be only one power of a device, particularly even the lines that, that we had. Now, as you know, that's all changed. And so various people have different levels of, of intensity and power on, on their devices. And so they can do a lot more things. Time changes, how long you use it, so on and so forth. But that's kind of where it is going to the, uh, to the situation. And, and so that's how we're, we're approaching it. Let's see. Uh, I've recently started treating a horse. Someone says, Pat, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, treating a horse for arthritis. She's particularly blind due to a corneal ulcer, LZR and MagnaWave help. It's been a whole while since been uh, diagnosed. Well, certainly the, um, if you're, if you're doing the, the eye with the, with the LZR, you want to make sure the eye is closed. That the, that the lid is down, that you're treating around the area with the MagnaWave. Could it be a benefit to help the blood flow in the area and so forth? For sure. It'd be something certainly, uh, Lisa Marie, to, uh, to have a look at when you're dealing with those types of situations. Okay, let's see. Any other questions? Don't see anything else popping up here. Let me check the phone line, see if anybody's over on that side. Nope. All right, 502-414-3436 if you'd like to visit with me. And uh, if not, that's fine. You, if we're covering everything you want to know just right here on the on the program, that's that's great. Uh, let me come down here a little further. Nope, everything's kind of quiet there. So we'll talk a little bit more. Again, we're excited about the uh, Vivify Clinic that we just opened. If you want to know more about that, uh, look at vivifyclub.com vivifyclub.com, and you can uh, have a look at the modalities that we're using and how we're using them in the club and uh, to go forward on that side. And uh, so we're, we're very excited about that. What is the successful ways of treating an ulcer in a horse, Kathy asks? Well, certainly, again, we're coming back to the issue of blood flow and blood oxygenation, and can that be beneficial to the to the inflammation that occurs in the gut of a horse with an ulcer? You're talking about the medication that they give. Can we get a better absorption of the medication into the body? We would hope that that would happen utilizing the, the PEMF. So I would treat the area. I would treat the, the gut and the, the stomach area of the animal. I do an overall body treatment on the animal because again, the, the relief that you cause, the good blood flow that you're helping promote in the body of the animal uh, will certainly go to all organs in the body and be help them uh, better facilitate what's going on to help those areas. And so that would be the way to, to have a look at that. But I would certainly, talking about an ulcer uh, in a horse, I would do that. But I would also do the esophagus and, and the throat area and coming down. And But I would do the, the gut area of the animal to make sure that, that there's as much uh, good health in that area as possible that you can enhance with what we're doing. I hope that helps, Kathy. And uh, going forward, if there's any other questions, simply put them in the chat box and I'd be happy to have a look at them. 
I feel like I say that a lot, but um, so here we go. And uh, folks on CastBox, I appreciate you being there with me today. It's always uh, fun to have you with us. To CastBox is a, a way of listening to the program uh, on your phone or your computer that you don't have to be logged into Facebook or YouTube and you don't have the video playing. Maybe you don't have access to the video for whatever reason. You can use CastBox. They quite often put the link, and maybe in there, into the uh, chat box so you can see that if you want to get over to CastBox and pick us up in, in that fashion. Any up-to-date on the video folder device Elaine mentioned a few weeks ago? Um, maybe Tony can bring us up to speed or Emily can bring us up to speed, but my understanding is that they are, they're being completed. Uh, are, they, are some of them ready now? Tony, do we know which one? Uh, I can't, uh, maybe, maybe um, Emily can put a post in there telling us exactly because they're having them for different, different machines and different um, disciplines, if you will. And so you, there's going to be one for livestock and one for horses and one for small animals and so forth. And as we move into the human side of things, there'll be one for the human devices as well. Uh, shipping is delayed. We're hoping they will be delivered end of the week or early next week. Today being Tuesday and the holiday, uh, you know, as you know, and with, every, with the pandemic going on, a lot of shipping has been delayed. People having trouble getting parts for things and you know, all that stuff. But uh, so they tell us that uh, hopefully it'll be ready next week. So if you have some of those on order, they're about ready, ready to go. And a great question, Elisa Marie. OK, uh, let's see if there's anything else. I don't see anything else on there. So let's see, you text your name, let me take that down, come over here to banners. Um, so again, it's always fun being with you and uh, answering your questions and I hope that helps out. I am sorry for some of the confusion on things that we wanna discuss or can discuss openly. Um, we just wanna make sure that we're saying and doing things uh, properly. Um, and um, there we go. So listen, thank you for being with me. And it's always a pleasure. Wave on to better health. Let me pull my banners up here. Be, nope, I don't want that. Wave on to better health so we know uh, that you're with us and you're feeling good and everything is great. Uh, thanks for being here. Have a great day.